Hello, and welcome to Lee and Amy Tackle. Today, we're going to be tackling video games. Well, we were struggling to come up with something to talk about today, so we decided either like video games slash just a bit of everything. Yeah, because why not? We've There's been quite a few new releases, and obviously we like our games, so it'll be fun to talk about, but generally just a bit more of a relaxed episode, because <laughs> trying, trying to record this week, we've had... The world's just been against us, because we had... One episode where we literally just lost all of Lee's recordings. It was very sad. We had we had a full recording for Nestle, and <laughs> it just deleted. See, this conspiracy theory, Nestle doesn't want anything going out. <laughs> if you wonder why this week's episode is a little bit more relaxed, it's because Nestle took us down. Yep, so we, need to, we just need to chill out. That's, And you know what? That's fine by us, but one day, wait for it. Nestle. Dis- disclaimer, they didn't actually take us down. <laughs> Shh, don't tell them that. <laughs> <laughs> so, Amy, what have you been playing recently? Well, one that you recommended, which I'm obsessed with, um, was Journey. Oh, beautiful game. Such a beautiful game. It's, it's, I can't remember how many awards it won, but I think it was 2013 it was released. Uh, it, was, it was 2012, and it was a game designed by Santa Monica Studios. Yes. And that game company. Yeah, <laughs> which by the way, I had no idea uh, that was an actual company. So every time I saw it come up, I was just like, "That's what a perfect name to give a company." Yeah, like, you know, so, like they really put thought into that. Yeah, <laughs> well, just imagine having to say where you work. Just like, oh, so what do you do? Oh, I work at that game company. What game company? That game company. No, yeah, but which one? That one. <laughs> just getting <laughs> angry at each other over and over. Com- just again smacking each other that one which one <laughs> but no that was um you basically there's there's not a lot um at least i don't think there is but you, you feel free to tell me if there is but you don't seem to know a lot about what you're doing except that you're going on a journey which i kind of love yeah so you basically you just start out in the desert looking at the sky yeah and the mountain that's it pretty much and then you begin to wander get to the title screen which is beautiful and then you're literally you are just making your way through the desert um at some point through caves with the are uh, the what the i'm gonna say the water level i know there's not really levels but you you know what i mean like like the water bit was yeah oh, uh, that was stunning that was so good all of it is just it's a very it's a very relaxing game i found because it was just it's nice to not know everything that you're doing and the mechanics are very simple honestly you just most of the time, just on the left analog stick, just going forward. Um, and you've got all these... I don't even know what to call them. You know, your little buddies, the little flying things. Yeah, they're like tapestries. They just fly around with you. Yeah, they fly around with you, and you get some powers from them to like fly yourself. And it's just very... It's such a simple but beautiful game. And it's one of those that you replay uh, over and over to get, obviously, different achievements. You get... I want to say you get different endings but i'm not too sure yet i haven't gone that far yet uh but i know you can get different travel companions which threw me for a loop because i saw one that came to me i was just like is that another person like at at first i didn't know if it was like an online thing or something so i was looking to be like hey are you are you a person or are you in the game and then it was just literally in the game i was like this is such a fun little thing (laughs) well one thing um i believe is I say when one person completes the game, you can see the character being shot from the mountain, or being taken from the mountain in that weird sort of animation. At the end. Oh. So when you're when you're going towards the mountain, sometimes you'll see it, sometimes you won't. And I've got a feeling that it's just people that have complete just completed the game, and you're watching them finish it. Oh, I love that. We do have, we do have some pictures that we will put on our Instagram of this game because it is like such just. A oh yeah, designed, um, beautiful game. They, yeah. the art style is amazing. It was. I was saying this to you before. Like when I when I most of the like beautiful games I've seen are usually like you know it's a lot of it is to do with like water or like forests or things like that. I've never really seen a desert look like as beautiful as that did. Because usually when it when it comes to deserts and get or at least the games I've played, it's been like you know it has to have that kind of. Not scary feel, but you know that kind of like isolation kind of thing. Whereas this was like, yeah, technically you were by yourself, but you would have like the tapestries and stuff and whatever. But it didn't seem like one of those games where you were 
scared or anything. It was one of them where it was like, oh, I want I want to explore this whole desert. Yeah, like I wonder what what's going to appear in front of me. Yeah. Like, it's just literally one of those fantastic games where it's just everything's dead simple, nothing's complex, and you just you enjoy the ride. Oh yeah, yeah for sure. There were there were a few people who were like that that I saw online when they downloaded the game, which was free by the way. This is a free game. Uh, I think it's still free now, but it was a lot of people because because of the reasons we love it, they didn't enjoy it. <laughs> like the simplicity and not knowing what was going on, which I get. But at the same time, it's like it's nice to have a game where it's not throwing everything at you. It's just like this is this is just something to literally just play. And just play it over and over without having to think too much about it. Yeah, like, for me, this is a game where I just sort of sat back and I just played through it. And I didn't think too much. I wasn't going through emotional turmoil, which I'll explain later. (laughs) (laughs) A different game. (laughs) Do you know? And it it was dead relaxed. And it was just, it was chill. It was just something to take your mind off everything. Yeah. And it was dead nice. It's nice to have those kind of games because, obviously, I love, like, you know, I'm obsessed with Spyro and Crash, which aren't too... Well, Crash Team Racing is challenging online, but that's, you know, that's an online aspect. Whereas... Crash Team Racing is intense as fuck. Yeah. <laughs> if, if they're all a lot harder than I remember, except Spyro, that's like kept... That's kept its nice... Uh, nice level of ease. Um, but, you know, a lot, a lot of the games playing now, it does require a lot more thought, like... Especially if it's like shooting games or whatever, or racing, whichever it is, it's like oh god, oh, you know, it's like fast paced kind of stuff. So it was nice to have a game that was just like, yeah, you're just in a desert, you're walking about, have fun. It's just nice to have that chill moment. Yes, yeah, it is dead nice. Like as I said, like you get you start off in the desert and then you go underground and you start being sort of hunted by sentinels. Yeah, those that was the only real threat of the game. Like, but even then, they weren't too threatening. Like you, like you'd get knocked back, but I, d- I don't think you you were killed by them. At least I I wasn't killed by them or anything. No, neither was I. Okay, cool. Then yeah, they literally just knock you back. It did add a bit of like ambience to it though. Yeah. And uh, and then obviously when you complete each section, you go see like some sort of vision. When you add the vision, it'll tell you what the next part is. Yeah. Sort of. Oh, and it, and of course, like the. Like just the the sliding down the sand hills, like with the tapestries around you, just like sand skiing. <laughs> that was so fun. Well, you had that. Uh, the music that was playing was beautiful. Yeah. I mean, it was just so good. Everything, everything was just good about it. So that is that is something to recommend. It was. If you just want a, a nice yeah. chill time. Just a feel good game with no story or background whatsoever. Yeah. <laughs> so other than journey. Another one that I believe is still free. It may it may not be free by tomorrow because I know it was a limited time. Uh, there's, uh, pack uh Pac Man, Champions Edition two, and the two is very important because oh, there's Lord. a couple games and not all of them are free. Literally, that one's the only one that's free, and I think it still is right now. That has been, that's one where it's you know you get that nostalgia, but it's also, so fucking challenging it is ridiculous <laughs> it's like i love it so much like it's addictive but it's there are points where i'm just like you know with with most pac-man get like whenever people have played pac-man and you you almost beat the high score and then the ghost gets you and you just want to cry so it still has that aspect which is great but it's in, it's introduced some new stuff like graphic wise it looks amazing and then you get like different kind of elements to it so in some stages, the fruit will literally run away from you and you have to just chase it around, hoping that you don't get hit. And then you can also, if you press the X button at some points, you can go back to where you originally started to avoid things, which is great. So yeah, that's been that's been one that's been like nostalgia hitting, but also that is a challenging one. So a bit different from Journey. For a little thing about Pac-Man. Mm-hmm. Uh, the highest maximum possible score is 3,333,000. 360. <laughs> I can only dream to get there. <laughs> that is the max score you can get, and it's been done by a guy called David Race. Oh, nice. Who completed it in 33 minutes. Oh, wow. Uh, 33 minutes and 1.4 seconds. That is 
<laughs> well done, David Race. So th- there's basically people who are so good at Pac-Man that they are now trying to do it faster than each other. Yeah, that's, <laughs> that's mental. That is it? mental, honestly. I'd like to pretend I'd be one of those people. Like, yeah, I can do this, but I bet I would just cry after a bit, like, halfway through and I'd only be on level two. Yeah, I mean, it's. I, I reckon we should go back to that uh, arcade-style thing that we people used to do in the 80s. Wouldn't it be great? I'd love that. If there were more arcades about. Yeah. And, you know, people gather there to try and get, like, a high score on a game. See, what that's kind of, like, we've been before to N64, and that's a great place. But it's, like, it's, like, it has that feel, but obviously with the bar and stuff, it's kind of, like, I mean, it, it is more of, it obviously is a more of a adult place because of serving alcohol. But it is, it's, like, you know, you do get that level of nostalgia, but not, not to the point that you're saying, where it's, like, yeah, the kind of, oh, well, I can do this, you beat my high score, that kind of thing. Because that would be pretty fun if you just see, if you just with someone being like, oh, is that what you got? I'm going to beat it. And you just have friendly competition. Yeah, we, we went N64. We had some good games. We had a Street Fighter. Yes, that was so fun. That was a lot of fun. <laughs> there is a... One of the free ones, though. Yeah. Yeah, there was, there's lots of pinball machines, which are really fun. Uh, there was Time Crisis, which is one of my favourites. Oh. oh, I loved Time Crisis. Yeah, I remember playing that on holiday. I think it was Time Crisis 2, right? And this is the saddest moment. So literally, the arcade was right next to the bar that my mum and dad were uh, were at. Obviously, having a good time. And me and my brother got to the final stage. We had, like, I think they gave us, like, a tenner each in uh, for, for the arcade, and we just stuck to that. And we literally, we made it to the final boss. He, I I died. He had one more life. And I, he was like, go to go to go to mom see if she'll get it uh give us another quid i ran over and was like look you don't understand we're on the last battle we could do this and she's like i gave you a tenner i'm not going to give you any more and we're practically begging her at this point just like please you don't understand this is so important she's like no i'm not doing it and then he died and we just sat there in the arcade like (laughs) we were so close man oh no It was the most devastating thing. I was really hoping you'd be like, he did it, he did it. (laughs) Yeah, I was was really hoping that as well when I came back. But when I came back, it literally was sat down just like, I didn't do it. (laughs) We just stared at each other like... You crazy son of a bitch, you did it. (laughs) (laughs) That would be the happy moment, but no, we we just lost. And I I told my mum that story later on and she was like, I didn't realise. I would I would have given you the money. I was like, but you didn't! You didn't well, like, <laughs> uh, I've ever wondered, like, you know, like, when you get to a certain point in life, uh, for example, when you were doing that, mm. like, if you'd have done anything different, the outcome would have been different. I know. Maybe if I asked my dad instead of my mum. And it just thought of your <laughs> life. Yeah, if you thought of your life as, like, an RPG. Yeah. Where your decisions inflict the outcome. If it, it was like Life is Strange, and I could rewind time i would go back to ask my dad and if that didn't work rewind far enough to be like okay let's not do this stupid thing that i did in the game oh life is strange though yeah (laughs) quick quick segue another brilliant game we should have said this at the beginning this episode may contain spoilers (laughs) that's true i mean we didn't to be fair announce the game we will announce the game before the spoiler yeah if it's story based then We'll say about spoilers, but to be fair, the first two that we're saying about because there's not really a story and it's just kind of fun times. You can't exactly spoil Pac-Man. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> Get this on level five. You have two cherries. Whoa, 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 no! <laughs> okay, life is strange. Your, your oh. spoiler, please. <laughs> Who did? What was your last decision? Did you save Chloe or did you save the town? Right, you know what? I regret doing this because being a lesbian, you would think I would have chosen Chloe. But I think I got confused with what was actually happening. Like, (laughs) for some reason, I thought, oh, well, if I choose Arcadia Bay, that'll save her by default, won't it? So I chose Arcadia Bay and then I was like, oh, shit, that's not how this works. (laughs) So when I got that ending, I was just (laughs) like, oh, no, (laughs) I was really upset. I chose Arcadia Bay. <laughs> it was so sad. Like, of it, like clearly that was the intended um, ending for for people because that one got a lot more work into it as opposed to if you chose Chloe. Um, 
but I just. But I, I, wish I, I remember it. when I was playing through it, and I I almost chose Chloe, and then it was like you can't be doing this, and like you know it sort of gives you, are you sure? Mm. And I was like, I I can't. Yeah, I think <laughs> I, I think that's all these people for you. Oh, I wish I did because I would have. <laughs> <laughs> I think I think I did play it back to be like, I'm gonna save you this time. Um, but like, yeah, that that was my first choice because. Uh, at the time, I was I was obsessed with uh, Kate Marsh. You know the little religious girl. Oh yeah, she oh, she was just such a precious gem, and I just wanted to protect her the whole game. I was it was so <laughs> much like that that bit as well. I am so glad that in these types of games, I'm such a nosy bastard because that only because I looked like through everything in her room, I was able to save her from like first time she didn't jump. So I was really happy about that. But I know for like other people, like they weren't able to save her. And I was just like, oh my God, I'm so glad I didn't experience that because I probably would not have continued to play. <laughs> like I, I didn't ex- I didn't save her. Oh no. <laughs> How was that? Were you just, did you play again? <laughs> no, I carried on. I soldiered through. I oh. thought it was a, I thought a lot of it was going to be Chloe's stepdad. Ah, okay. And obviously, you know, like that's how the game sets it up. Yeah. And you think, ah, it's too good to be true, sort of thing. Like, you know what I mean? It's going to be one of those going to trick you. And then you start reading, like, all these little things about him. Mm. About who used to be, like, ex military. He's, like, you know, security mad. He's installing cameras. He's spying on people. Yeah, lit- literally in his own house. And then for the whole thing, you're like, you're like, these, they've literally painted you a bad guy here. Yeah. And then he turns out to be a good guy legit that was oh i oh i swear to god when it what was it episode five that was when that was revealed uh either four or five yeah like as oh my god as like when when we were in the um uh i mean we've said about spoilers so when you were with mr jefferson um like was it a basement or something i can't remember where you were but you know obviously the you're yeah you're in a basement in it like up at a barn or something yeah oh my god like oh that was the most terror like a terrifying moment just you had had that you had a that nathan the bully yeah you know what he was being used yeah you know what i wish that got a bit more time more credit than it deserved yeah because that like it obviously at the start he's also painted to be this jackass but I, you know, as you say later, you find out he's being used, and I would have really have liked to have just, like, I don't know, explored I'd, that I, a little more. Yeah, just like I, I don't know if I'd want an option where you could save him. Like it'd be nice, but I think I'd, I, I understand the direction they took, but I just wish there was a bit more to it. But then I suppose they probably wouldn't have want to have redone what they did with Kate. You know, like you already had the, like either a suicide attempt or a suicide happen. So I suppose doing that again for Nathan, I don't know if they saw it as like, oh, that's repetitive. But then at the same time, it would have been, yeah, the, I, yeah, there should have been more ta- more um, credit to it. Yeah, and it, it was a really well thought episode that when mm. you find out about Nathan, he, the fact he's being used. Yeah. It, did, it had just... a lot of depth. It did, like, every single character you see in it has a big backstory, a lot of depth. Yeah. And I remember one of the biggest, biggest shocks that I had. And this is a huge spoiler, by the way. <laughs> Go ahead. The biggest the biggest shock where I was literally like, oh my god, what the fuck, was when episode four starts. Mm. And Chloe turns up in the wheelchair. Oh, dude. Oh my god, yeah. And you're like... Oh my god, what the fuck have I done? <laughs> yeah, that was oh that And then it gets even worse throughout the episode when she's asking you to kill her. Yeah, that oh my god. And like end of life and like cut off a machine and you just there like, no, I've made an emotional connection with you now. I'm not capable of this. Yeah. Did you what did uh, did you choose no then or I chose to do it. I generally can't remember what I did, but I think I chose to do it. Because I, I was like, do you know what? Like, if you are actually suffering the way you're saying, it's like I, I can get that. Yeah. 
that's it put you in these positions of like understanding people's like thought processes and how they're actually feeling in these situations but they did they did it really well yeah as i said like every character in it has got it's got so much depth and so much like you like them so much mm. yeah honestly one of the this this is um like because i loved that so but I'd, did you play life is strange too i haven't yet See, I haven't either, but I think the reason why is because it is new people, and I'm not really obsessed with that. Yeah, I like know what the, you mean. I think it was a DLC, but um, it's Chloe. No, no, sorry, I'm think I'm thinking, um, you know, the one with the two brothers. Oh, I've not heard of this. Yeah, that's um. I, t- to be honest, I don't know a lot about it because I just haven't played it. But I think, I think one of the brothers has powers or something like that. So like similar storyline, but it's it, it's it's two completely different people. So I wasn't obsessed. But I think the uh. the Chloe one you're saying, I don't know if it was a DLC or maybe that is Life is Strange. I'm not too sure. But um, that one I actually did enjoy because that got more depth with Rachel and Chloe, like their relationship before the the first Life is Strange, which I I really enjoyed. So that would like it was good that they brought that. But in terms of the one with the brothers, I'm not I'm not too interested i think with me personally like i'm happy where that first game just sort of ended and left yeah like i'm not i absolutely love the game but i think it that was enough for me yeah that's fair enough to be sort of like i can end the game here and i'll be very happy yeah if that ended but i feel if it did more it would just sort of drag it down like i don't want to ruin the experience i originally had with this new experience in a way yeah i get that yeah, that's that's why I'm not really feeling the the second the one with the two brothers. I I think it's the second one, but I did want to know more about Rachel and like what the relationship with her and Chloe was actually like. So I did enjoy playing the. I'm gonna say that one's the DLC. I really did enjoy playing Before the Storm. Yeah. I would I would say if you played that one, you would probably enjoy it. But as far as the brothers one, yeah, I'm not too obsessed either. So I probably wouldn't. Because I feel like that would that would take away from the experience because it it you know it's two different characters whereas before the storm it's with characters that mm. we know and love. That's fair. So another game, a game that I've been playing now. Yes. Yeah, shall we get onto your emotional turmoil? We'll come to that soon. Okay. <laughs> but there is one we'll game I want to talk about before that. Go ahead. All right. And um, this game is Stardew Valley. Ooh. And if you've not played Stardew Valley, it is. Fairly cheap game now. You can get it for about twelve to fifteen quid, and it's it's a farming simulator sort of thing. Oh, I think I have seen this. It is the whole game itself was created by one person who goes under Twitter as Concerned It. Shout out to him. Yeah, shout out to him. And the game is so well designed. It's every, it's got hun- it's got loads of characters in. They've all got deep in you know in depth backgrounds. You can, you know, you start off just building like a little shitty farm. You upgrade your tools. You can go into dungeon. You've got dungeon crawling. You can go romancing. You can go foraging. You, you know, oh, you, that's cute. You, you can go fishing. And it's just dead nice. And you have, like, obviously, like, social meters and stuff for people. So, obviously, like, you know, zero to ten hearts. Yeah. And stuff. So, and obviously, the more you get to know people, the more you get to learn about them and the backgrounds and the history. And it's just one of those games. Uh, I I've stuck over seventy hours into that. Oh wow! <laughs> <laughs> I suppose it kind of like with you describing it, it it kind of sounds like, um, like similar to Animal Crossing, where it is that kind of not like kind of mon- not mundane in a bad way, but you know what I mean, just doing like these tasks yeah but it's, it's... it was relaxing yeah that's yeah and i'd sit there for hours on my switch just going through this just just chilling and farming oh that's really cute and romancing <laughs> <laughs> hey, <bad Yeah>. <laughs> <laughs> but an, an, interest, an interesting thing right mm. about it there's a couple of interesting things about this game it was obviously created by one person a lot of the sort of random dialogue you get between characters Mm. Uh, it's basically the guy who basically made it said these are like some of the thoughts that he has oh okay 
And then you get some of them that are like, you know, the dead anxious thoughts, the dead depressive thoughts. Hmm. And you can see, like, what you basically see what the guy went through making this game. Like, this is a guy who worked 70 hours a week just to make this game. You know, that's 10 hours every single day while doing yeah. a part time job as well. All right. God bless him. Yeah, he, you know, he's a very talented person. He's got, he's got a team now. Oh, good. No, 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 no the game's made money. <laughs> yeah, he's made his way to the top. Yeah, basically, now that he's made his way up there, and he's. You know, it is a fantastic game and he deserves all the credit that he yeah. gets. He deserves to have a team help him out so he can chill out a bit more. He yeah. 100% deserves that. And as I said, like, those, those little things about his thoughts and those are like, really depressing ones. You're like, geez, this guy went through some absolute turmoil just to make this game. Yeah. But hey, it's paid off and it's a lot more, It's, you know, a relaxing game for everybody to play. So I bet he's... I bet review wise and just seeing everybody's responses he's probably just like yeah i've made it that's that's made me very happy all right one thing that uh, some people will like about this game as well mm. especially people who are sort of like lgbt <laughs> howdy any character could dare any character oh that's cute i was so gonna ask you... the romance and uh stuff yeah so you thing. you create your own character and there's obviously a set list of bachelors bachelorettes Mm. And you can basically romance any one of them, regardless of your gender. Yeah, that's what we want. <laughs> <laughs> Which is a nice, it's a nice little thing. Like you know, obviously, it's not excluding people. Yeah. You know, if you get someone who you know is you know gay and wants to play this game, he wants to create a character who's you know similar to them, mm. and that options there for them. And then like you get characters in. Nothing's really revealed about the characters much, and then towards like when they start getting romance and stuff, apparently they start going like, "I never thought I'd have feelings like this for another guy." Oh, and you know, yeah, they go like stuff like this, and like you know, you sort of help people along the way to like your, basically, you make your own canon. Of it. Yeah. Oh, that's really cute. Yeah, it's 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 dead nice. It's dead, dead cute. Oh, you can also get married as well. Oh kid. my god, yes. <laughs> <laughs> get those wedding bells <laughs> but even better you could have a barn and a horse and that's the dream and you can ride the horse yes <laughs> <laughs> that's that you know i will be looking at this because that sounds like an adorable game it is 100 percent just one of the best games i've played just just as i've relaxed too yeah no that's good there we go to the emotional turmoil. Here we are. <laughs> <laughs> just, just a preface in case. Spoilers. Are you okay with spoilers for this game? Or? Oh, I'm totally fine with it. I've had the the game you're going to talk about. We, I've had people at work talk to me about, and that this is another one that I would like to, uh, like to play. But I also like to know everything that happens. So go right ahead. So this game is Persona Five. Uh, this is just for the audience. Persona Five. Spoilers. <laughs> if you do not want a spoiler list, just please just cut the channel off right yeah, now just, because I do not want to ruin this for anyone. Just go and it's totally fine. <laughs> <laughs> Obviously, I'm still playing this game now. Like I've just bought Persona Five Royale to do a second playthrough, mm. and just everything about this game is incredible. The art style, the combats, the combats really well thought out. The different characters you meet. Just like just everything about this game, I absolutely love. I've just spent hours upon hours on hours just playing this game over and over. Is this another kind of? So obviously, I know it's like an anime game, but is it like? Would you say it's like RPG or is it like? It's classed as a JRPG. Oh, what's that mean? Uh, Japanese role playing. Game. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> Education, okay. <laughs> <laughs> So obviously, like JRPGs are known for like you know, the turn-based combat, the big long games with massive complex stories. Yeah. So you play as a guy called Joker. Okay. It's a guy you originally named, but I'll explain why he's called Joker in a bit. Okay. So you basically name your character. It's a set character. You go into the game, and he had an incident with some guy, and he's now got a criminal record. Oh, okay. And he ends up going to Shibuya under. Basically, he has a guardian 
he has to move away from the area he was originally in. Right. While he's on probation. Yeah, so he gets like a new start in this place. He goes to a new school. On his first day of school, when he's going in, he runs into a guy called Ryuji. And this guy like he's like your best mate, troublemaker, all the above. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so as you walk into school, you end up at a castle. Oh, okay, as you do. <laughs> it becomes clearer in a second, I'll explain it. If you end up at a castle, and the king of the castle is this really pervy pedo guy called Kamashida. Awesome. <laughs> like, he is an actual pervy. Like, he's uh, with one of those cloaks on that kings have. He's got a king, he's got a crown on. And underneath his cloak, he's just in a pair of swimming trunks. Okay. <laughs> and I was showing his massive bulge. <laughs> as you do. Yeah, as you do. It's JRPG. You've got <laughs> take, we take the good with the bad. So they get locked up, and then that's when your character discovers his persona. It's like the thief persona. And then that's when you get your powers to fight. And then you start escaping, and you run into a character called Morgana, who's basically a cat. Oh, okay. And Morgana is the best person in the world. Yes, I th- I remember now. I think you sent me a picture of this cat, and honestly, looks adorable. Hmm. Morgana is legit the best. So you escape the castle, and then your phone basically goes, um, you know, exiting metaverse. You are now returned to the real world. Okay. I was like, Whoa. Interesting. And so the way you go, so where you ended up was in the metaverse, and the metaverse is like an alternate reality. Where people like people's strong disordered desires materialize. Oh, okay. So you end up going to school after you, after all this thing. You go to school, and one of the first people you bump into is Kamashida. But this is the real Kamashida, and he's right. a PE teacher at this school, and he's a former a former Olympian. Everybody loves oh. him because he brought the volleyball team to nationals. And, you know, and he's he's, you know, he's like seen as like right. the big shot. But to him, he sees himself as like king. So he he you know he physically abuses you know all the volleyball lads all the you know the girls he sexually abuses. Jeez. And that so and because of because of those like you know those strong desires that he has in this other world that materializes. So he saw himself as a king. So he he's his materialized world is a castle. Got it. Okay. Um, I Does that make sense? Yes. <laughs> So I'll give you another one. There's another. There's another character a bit further in, and this guy sees basically he's a artist mm. who's stealing the work of his pupils and claiming it as his own. Oh, so there's a plagiarism going on there. Yeah, and his his distorted view is that his you know his place is a museum. Got it. Okay. So that's his distorted view. His place is a museum. There's another, there's another one. Where it's a woman later on, and it's a casino. And she sees it as though, like, because this is like her place of work, and she sees everything as a gamble. You know, you've got a you know a high risk, high reward sort of deal. Yeah. So her distorted view becomes like a casino because everything's just a gamble. Nothing's safe. Nobody's safe. Everything's everyone's at risk, sort of deal. Wow. And every, every when you're in the casino, every game is fixed. Oh, <laughs> for a certain for certain people to win, of course. Which is kind of an interesting yeah. take. So anyway, you're going through this game, and you got to go palace to palace to palace, and you have to steal the ruler's treasure. Okay. And the treasure is like their most prized possession. So when I said about Kamashido, like Pedo mm. King, uh, his his most prized possession was his gold medal that he won. Okay. And then obviously the artist was a painting. I can't, you don't actually find out what the casino woman's was okay but it's like yeah they have their own they've got the they've got something that they treasure that they treasure more than anyone else in the world more than anything else in the world basically and that's like the root of where all this distortion comes from yeah so obviously like the the medal winner you know he's like pride yeah the artist is like greed you get one later on that's like you know sloth one that's like you know wrath yeah so they go sort of through the Seven Deadly Sins ever so slightly. Yeah. This is what it was for me. I went right through this game. 105 hours I played in my first playthrough. God damn. <laughs> and this is where your major spoilers are going to come. <laughs> yes, get get ready, guys. So for the whole game, you're trying to find, you know, you're basically trying to figure out what the hell Morgana is. 
remember I said the cat? Yes, yeah. And the cat believes that, you know, he's human. Oh, okay. But he's not, obviously lost his memories. And you're like, okay, that makes sense. Oh, And you're okay. going through, like, this thing called the Mementos, which is, like, the public's distorted mm. desires all materialised, but because it's the, it doesn't create a castle for each one, it just creates this one place for everyone. So because the desires are not strong enough, but collectively they are, it creates one place for everyone. Got it. So they are... So you get to the bottom of that, you go through all that, you end up fighting some dude, and then you get to the final boss, you beat the final boss, and then you return to the real world, and everything starts going back to normal. Okay. And then when you return to the real world, you're, like, you're not sure what happened to Morgana, and then Morgana's in the real world where you're like, ah, yes, Morgana's back. <laughs> <laughs> you know, you sort of like celebrating, and then like, all like these distortions in the real world are starting to like disappear. Right. And then you've turned around and you see Morgana starting to disappear. And you're like, no. <laughs> and then he starts giving like this really nice speech. And that, uh, you know, like, you got to like trust each other and all stuff like that. Kind of a cliche speech, but it's Morgana. Morgana's allowed to do this. <laughs> Morgana speaks for all. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and just as Morgana disappears, giving off this speech. And you're like, you know, you're in tears going, no, not Morgana. <laughs> oh, no. And you you know, I was, I was literally like in tears going, no way. <laughs> <laughs> like, I, 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 did I get emotionally attached to a cat in a video game? Can't do this to me, bro. <laughs> Real life? Sure. Video games? Come on now. <laughs> so it goes through that. And then I was in, like, you know, I was, I was a bit of a wreck. Yeah. And that's and fine. You go through a couple days in the game, your guy gets arrested again. <laughs> of course. Well, he hands himself in, basically, goes, I was the criminal. I wasn't the proper criminal. I was like a phantom thief. I was the people stealing people's treasures. Oh. And you testify against other people. Okay. To make the country a better place, sort of thing. And then people testify for you to get you released from prison. Okay. And then you spend your first, you know, your first day back and then everyone greets you at this coffee shop. And you're all having a dead nice time, and then someone brings up Morgana. And you're like, Stop like Don't say his name, it still hurts. <laughs> <laughs> and then the boss from the coffee shop, he goes, oh, I'm just going to go get something from the car. And you're like, Oh, sad. And he goes outside, and about literally two seconds later, the door opens up again. Oh. And they're like, Wow, boss, that was quick. And then you just hear Morgana go, Were you guys talking about me? And it's like, oh! And you're literally like, what the fuck? That's too much, right? <laughs> like, like legit, right? Go have a look online. Uh, reaction, like gamers' reactions to it. <laughs> I will. Legit, every single person had the same reaction to this. I was like, legit, like when I when I played it and then that happened, I was literally like mouth wide open, eyes wide open, like, oh my god, what the fuck? <laughs> like, I was in shock. I don't think I've ever been so shocked by a game in my life. Yeah. <sighs> that was a <laughs> <laughs> that was that was a roller coaster. That was a roller coaster. <laughs> well, I'm gonna add that to the to the games to play. Well, we'll sort of sort of wrap it up with two two new releases that we're excited for, and then we'll get to our around the web segment. So, which one are you excited for? I think out of I think I'm most excited for the Last of Us Part Two. Oh, I cannot wait. Yeah, like that. I, you know what? I, I had a feeling not just because of everything that was happening, but I had a feeling that this game was going to have delays no matter what, because it's such a, a highly an- anticipated game. Yeah, definitely. It, it it makes sense. Yeah, it makes sense that there would be delays because they want to get it one hundred percent right. And no matter what you do, some people are going to have problems with the game, no matter what, or games in general, no matter how good it is. But I'm just I'm just super, super excited for it. I know that some things have been leaked. Some hackers have leaked some stuff. So I'm just... I'm happy because I haven't seen anything yet, but I'm just praying that that good luck stays because I do not want anything yeah, spoiled. I stay away from hackers. Hackers are literally the devil. Yeah. <laughs> it's like, oh, look, we've got something nice. Oh, a hacker came along and fucked it up. Well done, mate. Well done dickhead <laughs> and that does no good for literally nobody fans who are excited just want to be excited and then the developers they've got everything planned and you guys just come in like nah i'm gonna ruin your life no like legit like 
Uh, I'll give you an example. Like Call of Duty Warzone has had a massive, massive problem with hackers. Oh, really? To the point where basically all the console players are just turning off cross-platform cross, cross now. Oh, right. And it's like, are you taking the piss? Like, people, like, the industry has fought so hard to get this cross-platform yeah, going. Yeah, and they're just ruining it. Because I'm, be, I'm not being funny, right? I've got friends who are on it who've got Xbox or PC, and I want to join my friends in a game. But if I can't have a fucking decent game because you want to fucking mm. hack, no, sort your yeah. life out. <laughs> Literally just be with other hackers and do that. Don't do it with people who just want to have fun. Yeah, it's that sort of thing, and you always still hear that, oh, PC Master Race, and it's like, well, if you're that good, why do you have to use hacks? Oh. You're clearly not that fucking good. <laughs> I hate them so much. Nah, that's that's fair. But yeah, that's I think that's the one I'm, I'm most excited about. Obviously, from the trailers, it's just, every, oh, everything just looks amazing. So, just, yeah, that's that's all I can say, and obviously, I'm excited with the love interest because who doesn't love who doesn't love love hackers they <laughs> fucking don't do they <laughs> next time Lee and Amy tackle hackers <laughs> we should probably cut this bit out I might <laughs> we should definitely cut this this, okay. this rant out definitely cut this bit out. you know what this will be for us <laughs> this might be a blooper further down the line <laughs> Oh yeah, and that'll be fine. I cannot wait for the sponsors. Um, <laughs> okay, let's 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 bring it back to to new this releases. This is going to get sponsored by Nestle now. <laughs> <laughs> oh, imagine. Okay, so new releases. I'm most excited for Last of Us Part Two. What are you most excited about? I'm going to say Cyberpunk 2077. Yes, that. I'm very excited for. Yeah. Uh, obviously, you know, the uh, makers from The Witcher 3. Which was an incredible game. Oh, yeah, like, fantastic game. Like, absolutely outstanding. And it's like, like CD Projekt Red has become a company that I've got faith in now. And this is one thing that a lot of people seem to overlook, is that companies left and right are like failing the gaming community. Mm. I'll give you a good example. Bethesda, the creator of Elder Scrolls. Yes, I did recognise that name, yeah. Yeah, or Fallout. Yeah. Like, after... I don't know what I'll say, after Skyrim's original release, Bethesda done fuck all. <laughs> Except, in fact, in fact I'll, give it, I'll give it credit for the latest Doom. The latest Doom game is legit. Yeah, that, that has been doing very well. I think, was it, um, was it Fallout 76 that didn't do so well? Oh yeah, that was an absolute shit show. Yeah, I just I that didn't play it. That was a catastrophe. It. Yeah, I didn't play it, but I know a lot of people were were not happy with it. Well, like the whole point of like an RPG is you like interacting with all these characters in an environment sort yeah. of deal. Like that's that's a good part of an RPG. You like it interacting with the world. Yeah. But one of the big things that they messed up in is that when they put you into the world, there was nobody, and it just felt so empty. Yeah, nah, I wouldn't like that. Alright, I was like, oh, I guess, I guess that's that. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> nah, fair enough. But, yeah, they had that. They had, uh, and then they started releasing that premium membership stuff, which is like a subscription base. And the funny, funny thing about that is that somebody actually bought the online domain for Fallout seventy six. Oh yeah. And then they just changed it, like the whole thing, into like a big hit about it oh god <laughs> like, i think it's still up it's definitely worth looking at that's insane yeah it was <laughs> when it you was, upset uh... the people they fight back <laughs> yeah so they've released this fallout 76 but they failed to buy the domain for it yeah well <laughs> whoopsie <laughs> and, that, and, that. and then obviously we're probably going to get another port of skyrim at some point yeah because you know what Bethesda's like, they like milking that cow. <laughs> well, to be fair, it's one of their most successful, so it's like, I get continuing it, but again, it'll be it'll be that thing of a lot of pressure on them. Well, it, it, they've gone to the point now where I have zero faith in the new Elder Scrolls 6. Yeah. I have zero faith in that game. I probably will not buy it. And I know plenty of other people who will not be buying it either. Because the Festa have just let down people so much. And it's a very <laughs> continuous thing. Like you've seen Fallout 4, 
which is a disaster of a game. Like anyone who argues Fallout Four was good, like go play Fallout Three, mate. That was good. Yeah, that's been again. I've not, I've not really played any of the Fallout's, but I know from a lot of people that I've spoke to, Fallout Three is top tier compared to uh, Fallout Four. Yeah, and even like Skyrim, Skyrim wasn't that fantastic either. It was good, but it wasn't fantastic. Like the original, like Morrowind was way better. Yeah. Uh, Oblivion was a million times better. Yeah. And then Skyrim just came this huge world with a lot of detail and just nothing about it. Like I'll, I'll give you an interesting thing that I was speaking to my housemate about. It was so when you're in. Morrowind, you have to remember landmarks. Yeah. So if you've got a quest, it'll just basically tell you where to go. You won't have an arrow telling you where to go. Mm. And I, I quite like that. I like stuff like that in games, where you've got to sort of learn the terrain, learn the map. Yeah. Because I think, I think that's a good, you know, it's a good thing to do. Like, if you play the game Outward, Outward's very big on doing that. And in Morrowind, it'll literally be like, you know, take a left at the third tree after this path. <laughs> <laughs> and you'd literally have to follow it to the exact line. And, you know, that was a lot of fun. And then when you got into Skyrim, it would have, oh yeah, I've got to go do this quest. Oh, thank God there's an arrow pointing me where to go. And you'd literally yeah. just walk in a straight line, <laughs> going over mountains just to get... How else would I have known? <laughs> <laughs> you know, just something about that, just didn't sit right with me. Yeah, no, fair enough. You know what I mean? It took away, like, the adventure of the game. Yeah, the whole point is to have free roam. Yeah, like, have free roam, but have an adventure at the same time. If you're just going to walk in a straight line from A to B, what's the point? Yeah. Uh, If someone says to you, oh, there's a... uh, Go kill some dragon up in the mountains. At least you know to go to the mountains. Yeah, true. Yeah, you know where to go, but if you're in Skyrim, you just basically speed tap it all the way through and just walk where the arrow tells you. Yeah. Another game that's coming out, Ghost of Tsushima. I have heard, I don't know much about it, but I have heard of that one. So it's it's set during the Mongolian invasion of Japan, and you play as a samurai, I believe. Yeah. It's one of those, they've kept the cards close to the chest, so all I really know is what's coming on from the trailers. Okay, Fez. See, I like that. Ghost of Tsushima. Uh, that game you just said. Uh, <laughs> I like. I like when it is that kind of thing where you don't know everything, because too too many, like we just said with the hackers, like t- sometimes too much stuff comes out and you don't want to know. So I like that that this game has decided to be like, yeah, we'll give you the trailer. That's about it. Yeah. So it is basically. This is just what I can see online. Mm. So it's, it's going to be based around 1274. Oh, okay. In, in Japan, this is during the first uh, Mongol invasion. Okay. Ironically, the only invasion they actually reached Japan. <laughs> Alright. I'll tell you a bit more about that in a bit. Yeah. I actually know this story. So the first <laughs> one they got in, and then obviously the governor of Tsushima sent a strong army of 80 men you got wiped out, and then the Mongols did run a little bit rampant. Yeah. But were ultimately defeated. Hey. And one thing that led to the defeat was the weather. Oh, right. And that's so like crossing over the ocean to get to Japan. You know, Japan's geography, they have a lot of like, you know, monsoons mm. and heavy, really bad weather, and that kills a lot, of, that killed a lot of the soldiers. So the ones that did make it were very outnumbered. Yeah. Nice. Uh, yeah, still like this. And then the second invasion, when the Mongolians were crossing, they all basically got killed in a typhoon. Oh wow! <laughs> so after that, they just kind of went, "Eh, fuck it, we're not doing that now." And that's one. Of, that's one of the many reasons Japan was largely left alone for a long, very long time. Oh, there you go. So yeah, so it said during this time, you've got you know you're against the Mongolians, and it's just going to be an interesting thing. And again, it's going to be a game where it's not going to tell you or give you arrows. To tell you where to go, you're gonna to have to learn the terrain. Yeah. I learned the map, and I'm really, really looking forward to that. Oh, nice. Now that 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 sounds really good, so that that will be one to look out for. Well, what else have we got? We've got Assassin's Creed Valhalla. Yes, this one, this one, I'm 
pretty excited about because I think I think the I think the last Assassin's Creed I played was Syndicate and I did I did enjoy that one. Like the Ezio collection will always be my favorite, but Syndicate was really good. And then I think I think Odyssey came out after that. It did, I believe. Yeah. There's a lot of games like this. This, but well, they had that little sort of era where they released like smaller games, like Freedom and stuff. Yeah, like that. yeah, yeah. So, but in in terms of of uh, major installments, I think there's twelve. So this is the twelfth one, and it's obviously all to do with the with the Vikings. So it's really, yeah. the tra- The trailer is alone again was another one that sent chills, and like I really love the music that they used in it. Um. Or just ev- everything about it was so epic. So it's like, like you know exactly what's going on, but you also don't know everything. Yeah, and this is a um, this is a game by Ubisoft. Yeah. Well, um, what we're talking about game companies before Ubisoft is one of those companies that's actually growing in reputation now. Oh yeah. Yeah, so Ubisoft they're they're getting a lot of backing. They're getting a lot of fans. They're doing they're doing stuff right, basically. Yeah. So like for example, uh, Rainbow Six Siege. Another one of their games. Five years old now. They're releasing you know, season passes. They're doing constant updates to the game. And everything they are doing, they're doing it right. They're doing it for the fans. Yeah. And the fans absolutely love it. And they've got they've got faith in this company. Like, they knew Assassin's Creed was, wasn't going the right direction. So that's when they sort of scrapped it up and came up with Origins. Ah, right. And, that, and then Origins was obviously a huge success. And then they come out with Odyssey. Yeah. Um, Odyssey, they started touching into mythology and stuff. Yeah, I believe that one was. But it was only through like the DLC. Yeah. So, for example, you could run into characters like Medusa. Um, no, that's that's pretty cool. Yeah. But you, you know, she was hidden. You had to go and find her. So it never really impacted the story anyway. Yeah, kind of a little, kind of an Easter egg. Sort of like an Easter egg deal. Yeah, it's just sort of a little thing. If you want to get into like involved in the mythology and that, you had to go and look for it. Yeah. Like it didn't come to you. Yeah. And I really like that. Yeah, I hope they have. I hope they do something similar with this. I'm not sure what they what they would do, but I'd be I'd be pretty excited for. I'm just really excited for this game. Yeah, I think I think we all pretty excited for this one. Yeah. Like Ubisoft, we've all got faith in you. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Ever since the Just Dance. <laughs> oh. <laughs> That's when I knew. <laughs> An interesting thing about the Assassin's Creed, it's got the gaming director from Black Flag as the creative editor, I believe, or the creative director for Valhalla. Oh. And obviously Black Flag was arguably the best installment they had. Definitely the most successful installment they've had. Yeah. Yeah, that is true. Like, you know, Ezio's collection will always have a piece in everyone's heart. Yeah. But I think Black Flag was the definitive, this is amazing yeah like that was the one game that topped them all the introduction to like naval combat yeah no fair enough i'm um, just being a pirate who doesn't want to be a pirate <laughs> it was pretty epic <laughs> yeah i think i think the upcoming games i think that like each of them none of them are you know none of them are standing out as like oh i don't really want to play this like they're literally standing out as like i cannot wait for this so i'm re- i'm I'm super excited for when they come out. Well, I'm interested in all, like the mythology they're gonna do with Valhalla. Introducing yeah, Odin. they have so, they have so yeah they have so much to go with, like with it. And I wonder if they'll do the same like they did with Odyssey, like the whole Medusa thing you were saying. I wonder if they'll do what uh, do that with some of the gods. Yeah, possibly. Like how far yeah, will they go? You never know. I never know. Well, well, we're, <laughs> Gotta wait we're on the, the subjects of gods. Uh, mm-hmm. uh, there's been. Little hints for the new God of War, new God of War game, Ooh. which will be a PS5 release. Oh, nice! So that's got a lot of hope because you know, if anyone has played like the latest God of War, it is absolutely out of this world. Like it is, Definitely. it is a fantastic game. The combat's amazing. The character development's amazing, and just that that sort of bond between Kratos and his son, just everything about it, and then the little twist at the end, which. God of War's been out for long enough now, so I'm allowed to reveal this spoiler. <laughs> <laughs> yep. And, that, and then uh, it says that Treos is Loki. And, that, and then obviously Treos, he's the one that fired Mistletoe at Boulder and killed him. Dun, dun. 
Uh, we actually did a little segment about this yesterday where I basically went through how Ragnarok started. It starts off with Baldur's death. It was pretty great, but we lost all of it, so you'll never know. <laughs> we lost all of it, you know. But I'll give, I'll give you the basics. Baldur basically gets killed by Loki, who uses mistletoe, which is the only thing that could hurt mm-hmm. Baldur. And these are the start of... This is the event that starts off Ragnarok. And in God of War, uh, you basically... Loki fires an arrow made of mistletoe, boulder, and then Kratos comes in and snaps his neck. Damn. It's pretty great. It's pretty great. Like, like, it is pretty fantastic. And then later on, you find out that Atreus, Kratos' son, is actually Loki. Mm. And I say, like, uh, Full circle. Yeah, they've done an interesting way of planning that story out. And I'm really excited to see how it goes. Yeah. Funny thing, though, Kratos is actually in Greek mythology as well. Oh, well, there you go. He's not a made-up character. So he's basically the the personification of strength. Yeah, that makes and sense. We all know the story of Poseidon, uh, Prometheus being tied to a rock and pecked yeah. to death. Well, yes. Kratos is the guy who ties him to the rock. <laughs> oh, my God. Obviously, it's Zeus that goes, I'm going to have you tied to a rock, but Kratos is the one who actually does the tying. Yeah. Oh wow! And chains, and chains him down. Well, there you go. And on that note, I think we should go to our around the web segment. This is I've I've literally just been trying to search for it now, but I I cannot find it. But I want to say it was on either just to keep it onto games. Like it was either gaming bible or like you know like live bible. They have just all these different accounts. I think there was one, for, there is one for gaming, but I, I'm not sure which one it is. But um, okay. basically there was, there was this group of lads and one of their friends, you know, it, obviously in lockdown, uh, they can't go out to celebrate their birthdays. And I think he turned, he uh, turned 21 and obviously he couldn't go out to celebrate. So they all got together on, on uh, Grand Theft Auto 5 and they literally just had his birthday there. So they were going on, Going on yachts and drinking, going to a strip club for the first time, just like, just having fun in the game, being like, "Here's your birthday party." That's incredible. I just found that very sweet. Where it's just like, yeah, why not have a crazy time like that? And it's still, you know, obviously it would have been better for him in real life, but I found it very sweet that it was like, let's all come together and just have this dumb fun. Because why not? Yeah, why not? I should have done that on my birthday now. <laughs> <laughs> There's still time. We'll do it now. <laughs> <laughs> uh, we're going to post another uh, another picture on the good old Instagram later, and this is a this is a photo from, I believe it's Punjab, and the I think for the first time in about thirty years or so, because of like everyone's isolated, air pollution's declined. The first time in about thirty years, the Himalayan mountains are visible from over two hundred kilometers away. Yes, and it's a beautiful photo. Like it's a photo that would make you go, "Wow!" Yeah, that's it. In environmentally, with everything that's happening, like it's good because we're seeing we're seeing results in nature. So that's that's an uplifting moment. And it's one of those things. I imagine all those people in India—they probably had no like most of them probably had no idea that this is what they could actually see. Yeah. Until the air pollution actually cleared up. Yeah, to actually to actually just see it. You know, there's a whole generation there who would never have seen that. I mean, you think like, I wonder what we'd be able to see. I know that's like, true. Pollution cleared here, or if you're somewhere, I don't know, maybe somewhere in America because there's more landmarks and mountains there. Yeah. You know, if you're somewhere like you know, especially like the west coast. You know, would you be able to see like the Rocky Mountains? How far away could you see them? Yeah, that's very true. That would be that'd be pretty cool. It would be. Well, yeah, I think just just to bounce off that, um, in terms of things being beautiful again, in terms of nature, um, global greenhouse gas emissions estimated to fall by eight percent in twenty twenty. So again, as a whole, exact yeah, that's great. That eight percent things are going pretty well for the Earth right now. <laughs> Maybe not for us, but in terms of <laughs> of the globe, it is it is nice to see like all these good little things come out. No, there's always good with the bad. Yeah, exactly. And, thing, and things are improving for us day by day. So we've just got to just gotta persevere. And we will. And we will. And we will. 
<laughs> I think that's a nice note to end on. That is a very nice note to end on. There we go. <laughs> All right, well, once again, thanks, guys, for uh, tuning in to another episode of Lee and Amy Tackle. Thanks for coming. Join us next week when, who knows, maybe we'll tackle Nestle. We'll let you know. (laughs) If it doesn't delete this time. I know, yeah. (laughs) Don't delete this, please. (laughs) All right, thanks very much, guys. See you in the next one.